Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Topical Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 55th year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. And of course, today's program is live, so you can call and you can join our discussion. hope that you will, and many of you are already on the line. You can call our number at 803-1520. That's 803-1520. I want to use today's program to address something that I think is it's being talked about on a number of uh, news programs and talk show programs around the country, which is the, uh, the issue of uh, Biden versus Trump, how a judge could rule uh, or, or could decide the presidential election. This is an article that I'm referring to is written by John Finn in the Raw Story on September 22nd. And John Finn is a professor emeritus of government at Wesleyan University. Given the unprecedented number of mail-in votes this election uh, is likely to see, Americans may wake up and still not know who won the presidential contest. A result can't be known until mail-in ballots in several key states are counted. It's conceivable that either candidate uh, will refuse to accept the result. That could lead to several lawsuits to stop the counting or to keep counting or to force a recount. Amid what will likely be a flood of charges, there are prescribed legal processes that, that will play out in the event uh, of election challenges. With only a few exceptions, states run elections. That's important to understand. By virtue of Article 1, Section 4 of the Constitution, state law governs virtually every facet of the electoral process. Voter eligibility, location where voting takes place, the hours of polling places that they're going to be open and closing, candidate access to the ballot, and the members of the state's electoral college. We'll get into that in the course of today's program, hopefully. Consequently, electoral college uh, uh, electoral challenges must begin and often will end in state courts, which will apply that state's laws. Each state has its own law, so the laws could be different from one state to another. Uh, a candidate must first identify if they want a challenge. They must first identify what provision of that state's law the election did not satisfy. This will likely result in several cases being filed simultaneously in several states by both major party candidates. Uh, each state must have a mechanism. Congress has required that each state must have a mechanism for resolving any disputes that arise that uh, the, the state's determination, so that the state's determination shall be conclusive. Ordinarily, a citizen by a state's highest court about how to apply a state law cannot be appealed to a federal court. The final decision in an election challenge rests with the state Supreme Court normally. However, as we saw in Bush versus Gore in 2000, 
there are times when a federal court will end up hearing an election-related case. This is when there is an allegation that federal constitutional rights, such as the 14th Amendment, have been violated. If a person alleges that their right to vote was abridged because of their race or color, under the provisions of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, uh, which is based on the 15th uh, uh, Amendment, a person could bring a case to the federal court. Bush versus Gore, in that case, the Supreme Florida Supreme Court decided to extend hand-counting votes until November 26, eight days after the state's statutory deadline for uh, uh, certifying the election results. The Bush campaign challenged that decision in the U.S. Supreme Court. And in a 5-4 decision, the Supreme Court ruled that the mandated recount ordered by the Florida Supreme Court violated the, the Equal Protection uh, Clause because you had different ballots in different counties in Florida. Uh, you had different ways that you would uh, determine whether or not a vote was valid. They had hanging chads and that, that sort of stuff. And so uh, essentially a violation of 14th Amendment rights to due process and equal protection was the basis of that, uh, that challenge. In fact, uh, this is a situation in which a conservative was elected using a amendment to the Constitution, citizenship by the same conservative uh, 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 type people uh, in the country. That's another story. We'll talk about that another day. Experts foresee the possibility of lawsuits in several key states this November. Cases will originate in state courts and at pretty much the same time. It is also likely uh, some of the other decisions in these cases will be appealed to the Supreme Court. The, uh, the outcome of the election may turn on many of these or several court decisions in the um, 2000 election. The Supreme Court's decision effectively settled the, the, the election only because this is important to understand only because both parties and the people chose to accept the decision or to be more precise, both parties and the people chose to accept the Supreme Court's authority to make the decision. Where judicial candidates run under a party affiliation, raising the prospects that some of these decisions will appear to be politically motivated. Indeed, in the 20 years after George Bush versus Gore, in an era of hyperpartisanship, it does not seem obvious that the public would or even should accept the Supreme Court's legitimacy as a neutral negotiator. Uh, and we see that people are being put on the court now because they represent a particular partisan view. In the old days, in fact, when Clarence Thomas was put on the court, I don't know how many of you are old enough to remember this, but Clarence Thomas was replacing Thurgood Marshall, who was the vanguard of the civil rights movement. And yet he was replaced by, by Ronald Reagan uh, with Thomas, Clarence Thomas, Right, Bush the first, but he was, uh, but but the one who put him on the uh, on the put put uh, Clarence Thomas was that Bush the first. Okay, that's right. Um, uh, Reagan's two terms ended. Uh, Bush the first for in the nineteen eighty eight uh, 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 term, he was the one that put Clarence Thomas on the court, and he put a man on the court who was the exact opposite of the man he was replacing. That is exactly what we see going on right now that this uh, uh, Judge uh, uh, Barrett, Amy Barrett, or Amy Comey Barrett, uh, is virtually the exact opposite of Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
the notorious uh, Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg. Let me get our calls going now, and uh, we'll pick it up from there. So let me grab John and Lockport quick. John, how are you doing out there? Hi, Nathan. Yeah, you know, I, I've never been so ashamed of being a Catholic. You know, I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, Catholic college, Catholic graduate school. I even taught a year in a Catholic school, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I've never been so ashamed of I mean, you look at the Supreme Court. I mean, all of them are going to be Catholics, except maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, every one of them. And then look at Barr. They just honored Barr. Some Catholic organization just honored Barr. Can you imagine that? He's a Catholic, too. Yep. I, I just, I did, we just totally betrayed by these jerks. And you anyway. know, in the old days, what I was talking about with uh, Clarence Thomas, it was a Democrat-controlled Senate that approved the appointment of Clarence Thomas, even though right. they had a lot of issues with him. Because in those days, you would only uh, turn down a Supreme Court justice if there was some significant flaw. You know, if the guy was a criminal, right. if he was a pedophile or something like that, you turn him down. But if there was no significant flaw, it was just ideological. If if he was a legitimate, qualified candidate, he would get a, a, approved under a, advice and consent. Right. He was not even qualified. I mean, right. he's, he's probably the dumbest one on the court. <laughs> I mean, he's a Catholic, too. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, uh, the, it, the, they're such hypocrites because, you know, they believe in this uh, uh, pro-life thing. But yet when that baby is born, they give up on them after, the, after that. The baby's on its own. They, 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 don't, they, they vote for people that uh, are against the CHIP program, which is health care for children. Right. They, vote against, they vote against Medicaid. They vote against lunch programs, against welfare, children's, children in cages, and the death penalty. They're for the death penalty. So they, they, they go against what their own teachings are, you know? Um, and they go against, I mean, the, the great uh, the Christian ethic is love thy neighbor. And in uh, the eight Beatitudes, explained very well as well. And yet, they violate every one of them. And they're following a leader now who is a, a, the antithesis yep. of a Catholic. The antithesis of a Catholic. I, I heard one guy say, well, you know, I know that Donald Trump doesn't, you know, have the same faith in these things that I do, but he's a man of action. And that's why I support yeah. him, because yeah. he's a man of action. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That makes up for everything, mm-hmm. his character and everything, I guess. Yep. But I, I, it's just, it's just, you know, I, and I hate to say, you know, I, I still believe in Christianity and the Christian ethic, but uh, I, I just can't. I mean, the pedophile priests, what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. This is, you know, the Catholics, I'm just ashamed of being a Catholic. It's, it's terrible. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, John. We'll chat okay. some more next week. I appreciate you, man. Is it Jim in Lockport? Let me grab Jim in Lockport quick. Jim, how are you doing out there? Hey, I'm a Protestant, and I'm proud to be a Protestant. Martin Luther, <laughs> Martin Luther wasn't totally wrong. He got it right way back when. Well, what did he say? He says, the just shall live by faith. They don't live by catechisms. They don't live by sacraments. They don't live by the agency of a priest. The just shall live by faith. That's what got Martin Luther in trouble with his, uh, his, his monastery, and it led to the Protestant Revolution. Well, I have a brother and sister that were raised Protestant, and they defected to Catholicism, and uh, uh, woe be it to them. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to talk about a couple things. Sure. Um, I think people, you know, we've talked about history, and I'm, I'm a historian, and uh, 
last night the public television network uh, WNED had the uh, series on Ken Burns on, and I think everybody should watch that series to get a better understanding about what happened to our country back in 1861 and uh, why we are where we're at today because of what happened then. And um, I think we ought to encourage the schools to teach history more deeply and spend more time on that period, but uh, that remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, My other comment today is about these football players taking a knee uh, during the National Anthem. And uh, there was a good article in the paper about uh, these guys taking a knee against the flag and not realizing that they had relatives in prior generations. That uh, I, I want you to, I'm going to stop you right there. Not a single one of those people who took a knee were taking the knee against the flag. That's not what they were doing. They bended their knee to reflect the fact that even though they were American citizens, they were not receiving the same level of citizenship as other Americans. That's what they bent their knee for, to demonstrate or to reflect or to signify that their citizenship is does not matter as much as people of their race. Their citizenship does not matter as much as people of the Caucasian race, to be very blunt uh, about it. That's what they were doing. So it was not a disrespect to the flag. It was a respect to the fact that the flag is supposed to represent all of us, but the operation of this country is not representing all of us. In fact, it's doing some things to some of us, and that's what they they were reflecting. So it's, we should stop saying that. That's what the media keeps putting well, out they, there. Uh, why don't they get out and uh, join the protest? Then? They are uh, they are out there. They are joining the protest. That is uh, that's going on right now. These overpaid slabs can't get out of bed after a football game. Are you kidding me? They're, they're overpaid. and uh, well, I, I, That's, a, that's not, a separate. If, 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 I mean, the, the issue about whether or not you feel that football players are, are, are overpaid or singers are overpaid or somebody else no, is overpaid. No, they find a better place to, uh, to, to show their protest. That's no, okay. Well, that, that's, stay, that, that's, that's your opinion. That's your, that, that's, your, that, that's your opinion, Jim, and it's okay to have that opinion. I'm just saying right, that, that the assertion that they are disrespecting the flag is a false yeah. assertion. That is not what well, they're let doing. Them, let them stay in the locker room. That, that's my thought on that. Well, they, they did stay in the locker rooms, and they got disrespected for that. Well, we had many NFL teams that that stayed in the locker rooms. Both teams before the contest stayed in the locker rooms so that people wouldn't say what you're saying right now. And they said it anyway. So it wouldn't matter whether they stayed or they didn't say whether they bent their knee or they didn't bend their knee. You're still going to have the same attitude that you have right now. Let him send out a memo then. He's an overpaid slob to that Goodell. And uh, okay. we, we, I can't go there. I can't. I just can't. I can't keep going back and forth like that. See, you you start out talking on principle, but then you show that what you really have is an ideological, uh, a, a, a venomous kind of an attitude that just doesn't work. Um, help me out, Matt. Or we need our break. Okay, we're going to take our first break, and then we'll get back into our subject. We got people, five, uh, uh, four people on the line, so don't go away. We'll see you on the side of the break. Here, at think again. Think again.
to increase your home's value. Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. For the ones working tirelessly to keep their coworkers safe. For the ones rising to new challenges. For the ones rebuilding stronger than before. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Free access to product specialists, safety recovery guides, and 24-7 support. It's part of our commitment to help you adapt and recover in these challenging times. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So the the weather is just all over the place lately, right? One day it's hot, and the next day it's uh, it's windy for a while. It's like make up your mind already. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. <laughs> it's so funny, man. When I was young and this this song came up, you know, was coming on the radio, it was treated as if it was treason. People took that song as if it was a reflection of a, a anti-American, uh, vitriolic attitude, and they just dogged the people <laughs> that that played that song. Right? It's just it's too much. Anyway, uh, help me out now. I think it's Ron. Is it Ron? Okay, yeah. let me grab Ron. How you doing out there, Ron? Uh, well, when I talked to you last Saturday, the Yankees had won nine in a row. <laughs> I know now they've gone in the hang tank for night, three. <laughs> make it ten. No, they won in five. Right. Uh, so now, I, I can't feel anything positive now because of that. But uh, the reason, I, I, a big thing, I we're just finishing last week when you were running out of time and that. I think this fix is already, I think he's going to win it. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to steal it. They're doing it right under our noses. Yep. 
And let me explain the newest thing I've heard, and nobody's mentioning this at all in the mainstream media, but Democracy Now! has had people interview it. Uh, uh, Trump is making remarks like he's strutting around. The Republicans in the Senate did, uh, didn't do a damn thing for relief now, further relief. This, this so-called recovery that is stalling now is probably going to stall between 7 and 8 percent unemployment. Uh, and they're doing nothing. Like, they, they're smug and they're smirk. They're always goose-stepping around. They're like Nazis in the Senate, uh, only trying to get these judicial appointments through. Mm-hmm. They know something. Uh, in fact, I, the, the, Trump almost let it slip. He's in Pennsylvania. It's in my pocket. And there's rumors that what they're going to do, because apparently there's no way you can stop them, especially in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, where when the Democratic governors took over there, they... Uh, basically castrated the Secretary of State over there, because mm-hmm. they have no control over the electoral process there. So their rumors are they're simply, they don't care if Biden wins by five points or 55 points, they're going to send Republican del- slates of delegates to the Electoral right. College. Yep, and they're going to order that. them to vote for Trump on the first ballot, because there's nothing in the Constitution that prevents you from doing it, other than custom. I've been talking about this in programs all week long. Our, our democracy has been held together, not just by law, but by customs that made it possible for us to cushion ourselves so that we didn't have abrasions that ended up breaking the country apart. But those uh, those customs require everybody to buy in to accept it. Donald Trump doesn't accept anything that doesn't work for him. And, so go ahead. And it's the Republican Party that is enabling him. I used to, you know, I was a Republican back in the 70s. I voted for Nixon. I voted for Ford. I, I didn't vote for Reagan. I thought that trickle-down economics, I was hoping that at the time H.W. was going to get it. But this, this is not the Republican Party that I knew. This is not, I mean, this is not a party. It's a cult following. Mm. These people are going to do this. They're going to do it right from under our nose. You know what's going to happen then. Everybody will be up in arms. There'll be riots. There'll be, there'll be, yep. I don't know where it's going to end. Because people, we got to do something, I mean, to stop it. What can, the, I mean, the, the idea would be for about 40, 50 million people just to not go to work anymore. Just say, look, we want our democracy back, you know, rather than going out and rioting and that. But the point is, I, I, they, the Republicans are so arrogant about it, violating everything they said four years ago about the, the Supreme Court thing. But, but you know, Ron, there is one small piece of caveat that's out here, which is if uh, this gets thrown into the, the Electoral College and you're probably probably not going to have uh, uh, 270 electoral votes going to anybody uh, under that the scenario that I think is going to occur. If that does happen, then the vote goes to the House of Representatives, not to the House of the Senate. If it goes to the House of Representatives, that that House is controlled by a 40 vote majority of Democrats. Yeah, but remember, it goes by state unit. And right, right now that's it's twenty three, twenty six, with one uh, uh, one congressional uh, delegation divided. One of the small states, I guess, was it? With one of them, whatever state have has four representatives, it's like two to two. Mm-hmm. But so it's twenty six, twenty three. Republicans would win it. Oh, this is going to be tough, man. I, I know I mean, that, that if it happens I, like I'm that. I'm interested in what other of the people. I, Tony hasn't been on yet, right? No, not yet. Tony's always got something smart to say, and uh, Frank, and anybody who else. What do you think about that? What the hell are we going to do? And that's that's basically, I'll leave it at that. Yep. All right. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate you. Frank is actually on the line a little bit later. Uh, help me out, uh, Kevin and Pendleton. How are you doing out there, Kevin? 
Yeah, I'll Nathan here, man. Well, you see, as I said, the solution, there's no need after the elections for rioting from, you know, the, the, the psychopaths on both sides in the streets. Here we go with this false equivalency stuff again. If you go to Portland, see, think about what's happening in Portland right now. People were marching around. They're just, I know, but just just quickly, people march around in Portland with placards and whatnot, you know, protesting whatever they were protesting. Then you get the uh, Proud Boys and these other, you know, uh, uh, militia groups, you know, coming in with uh, AR-15s and Glocks and, and bats with nails coming out of them and so on. And Trump talks about the uh, peace protesters as Antifa and talks about these Proud Boy people who are basically thugs. He talks about them as if they're defending democracy. This is okay. insane. And that's what you see. This, right. this, it's right. this it false is equivalency insane. is what I would hope that we would stop doing. Well, I said already that the, the guy who came across, the, the, the kid who, first of all, illegally shouldn't be carrying that, that firearm. Right. The 17-year-old carrying yeah, an AR-15. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah and comes across from state lines, he's an idiot. I Who's refusing already. to be extradited to uh, right. Wisconsin so, right now. So why am I, so what, what are you talking about, um, this equal equivalency? Now, let me show you something, Al Newton here. I just want to, what I really want to tell you about. In relation to the elections, okay, mm-hmm. me. that's why, you see, you need that third entity there on, on, the, on the Board of Elections nationally. Right, because as I look at the Supreme Court, for example, right? I mean, it wasn't just one or two individuals. How many individuals on the Supreme Court? Huh? Kevin, are you are you aware that if you have a party that had more than fifty thousand votes in the uh, previous (sighs) gubernatorial election, that that party can be represented when they're counting the votes? That that what you're asking for already exists. But but no no but you see they they keep increasing it and making it more and more difficult and I say they I'm saying the Democrat and Republican leaderships right to let the the electoral process be something that they alone control. So I I, I I hear you I hear your complaint but I guess right, my, yes. my 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 issue is right now yes. we yes. are 41 days or 40 days from mm-hmm. November 3rd. So right. right now we have to solve the problem that's in front of us right yes. now. Yeah, and I say this is already a problem. By the way, you know how I compare this situation here uh, with the control of our electoral process, and that's why a lot of people don't have confidence in it? It's like, okay, at the, at the, at the ground level, the Democrats, um, you know, they screw us, you know, street level, thug-wise, and the Republicans at the white-collar level. And that's how we're being screwed as Americans. I don't, where did the Democrats and thug stuff, how does that, those two things go together? Okay, I, I can't even follow that that reasoning. But okay, uh, other John out there, let's see what you're talking about. How you doing, man? Uh, good morning. Good All morning. Right. A couple of quick points. Uh, you know, there's an organization uh, called the HHS, mm-hmm. and the head of personnel of HHS, which has a budget uh, ten times greater than that of General Motors, mm. and the head of the personnel department is a college senior. No kidding. Is a person yep. with a bachelor's degree or not well, even she, has a bachelor's degree? She, she just had the, uh, she graduated this spring. She's a kid. Her name is Catherine Granito. Uh, How'd she know, get first, to be the head of the personnel department of health and human services? You would have to ask Rick Azar, or uh, not Rick Azar, Azar. <laughs> but, uh, 
Uh, and, and, yeah, okay. Okay, but at any rate, you know, pretty soon she's going to have a requirement that uh, that every employee uh, load TikTok, uh, TikTok on their cell phones or something stupid well, that, like that, that. That's like the guy that uh, Trump tried to put on the Supreme Court who had never tried a case. In fact, he had never even prepared a brief for a case yep. of any kind at any level of jurisprudence in his life. I remember that well, and we're going to be we're seeing that now with almost the same thing with Kavanaugh, which leads me into my second point: that Nancy Pelosi does not want to impeach Trump. However, she has a target-rich environment to work in. Mm-hmm. She can she can impeach his cabinet members. There you go. That's and, a great. That's a possibility. Yep. And, and and she can stall this well past the election day. No no question about that. Uh, because there's a couple of them. Uh, I, I don't know whether you know that um, lying to Congress is a felony, mm-hmm. and guys like Wilbur Ross would go down hard for that. Yep. But uh, unfortunately, and, and, we can't we can't do a president for that because this president lies to Congress all day, every day, several times a day. <laughs> well, we we could, but we don't have to because we've got other targets, many other targets. Mm-hmm. And it, it's remarkable that uh, she hasn't. Maybe she doesn't want to mention that and tip her hand. That's still a possibility. The other thing is that we could appeal to uh, guys like Mueller, uh, appeal to their sense of uh, loyalty to the nation, and reveal what is in the classified version of the Mueller report, yeah. which I'm sure will will we'll speak of Russian contacts. It's, it's, it's interesting to me that, that Mueller has been so silent on all of this stuff, and uh, he allowed himself to be boxed in by Rosenstein uh, to only investigate those things that you could prove to be a criminal conspiracy between the Russians and uh, Trump's forces, when there was a lot more that could have been uh, investigated that were, that were crimes. They just weren't the particular crimes that were being talked about uh, in the collusion investigation. Right, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be limited to Mueller, I, and I agree with you on that. But there are many other people that have classified information that can that can reveal it. Yeah, real relationship. But anyway, that's my two cents for this week. All right, I appreciate you. Thanks, man. I talk to you next week. Let me grab uh, Frank in Niagara Falls. Frank, how you doing out there? Hashtag General Strike, Nathan. <laughs> That's that one way. Goods and services for yeah. the Republicans. <laughs> I don't know if that would work, but but it would it would at least be sensational. <laughs> it's better than violence, you know. Well, that's we got to sink right. to the. Uh, we don't want to sink to the, uh, you know, the Trump cult level. But here's the thing, Nathan. You know, uh, Senator Cory Booker. Uh-huh. He said uh, he was depending on the honor of Lindsey Graham and Republicans. Hmm. for, uh, you know, honoring Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dying wish to wait until after the election to pick up. And I'm like, what? Honor? Where have you seen seen honor with these people since the early 70s of any kind? Oh, my God. It's it's beyond my uh, ability to, you know, grasp these facts. But... uh, I don't know. I mean, what, what do they, Democrats need to learn to fight? I mean, do they check their Keonis, uh at the door when they enter the Senate? I don't know. It's it's like Democrats you know, have this. Take, Democrats have this belief 
in this essential integrity or, or uh, honor of people. And I don't know where that is centered in, why that, that is endured for so long. The Republicans have showed you that they play for keeps. They don't play to play. They, they play for keeps, and they play for keeps all the time. They don't care what apple carts they turn over. They figure at the end of the day, uh, we're just going to live with the turned over apple carts because we're going to get our way, period. And that's been their M.O. for at least 40 years. I, I don't understand w- w- why the Democrats don't get that, unless the, a lot of the Democrats are in bed with the same people that those Republicans are in bed with. That may be the, you know, what's really going on. Well, you know, the senators could learn a lot about fighting from, uh, you know, Alexandria Cortez, you know, so maybe that's the maybe that's what they need. Thank you, Nathan. All right. Thanks, Frank. Should we take our. OK, so, uh, yeah, let me just hit our, our, our number again. It's uh, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. Should I go ahead and grab Donnie? Let me grab Donnie in Middleport real quick. Donnie, how are you doing out there? Yeah, how you doing, man? How you All doing? right, good to talk to you. I have a, a big question about sure. this, uh, the, de- the Democratic Party from the national level, even the state level. It seems like the, the candidates they pick, they, they don't have a lot of steam. They don't have a, they're not robust enough. They, they're not strident enough. And uh, when we did a special election out here in Middleport. The only people you see voting, I'm in my mid-50s, it was uh, my age, few guys younger, a lot of people older, but you don't see the people in their 30s, their 20s. You don't see the college students. You don't see the people, the, the newly 18-year-olds. It's like the same people vote. It's like, and things are going to affect them for the next 40 years with that Supreme Court and this president. Uh, he got it, he's the number one guy to boot on your neck here. And you can't get these uh, young people to do anything. You know, that's easy to criticize because young people have, 30 years ago, so I was a young person. I saw the same thing. Hardly no one shows up. But, you know, we, we have to understand and respect the fact that voting is, is something that is like a habit. You know, it's something that you sort of grow into over a period of time. So you can't expect the 22- and 25-year-old people to have the same depth of uh, uh, bonding to the electoral process that somebody 40, 45, 50 years old uh, should have. What I think we have to do, though, in in following your thought, is those middle-aged people and older people, they've got to be talking to the younger people about what the future is going to be for them and how they're going to do things with their vote to help make the future better for these young people. And when I talk about that, I mean things like, do you have you do you ever watch that uh, channel? It's like a, some kind of a discovery channel or something, where they talk about these strange things. Like uh, uh, they they found maps that had been drawn, you know, some eight hundred, twelve hundred years ago that showed yes. the coastline of Antarctica. Right. Now, eight hundred, twelve hundred years ago, Antarctica was completely under ice. You would not have been able to see a a, a, a coastline. But you got maps that show detailed coastlines. So that suggests that uh, not only was Antarctica uh, 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 free of ice, it also suggests that Antarctica was habitable by human beings during the course of that time period. So that tells me that 
if we do have a shift in the polar alliance, whatever the, the axis of the poles are, the North and South Pole, if that shifts, it doesn't mean that we're all going to die. It does mean there's going to be earthquakes where there weren't earthquakes before. There's going to be floods where there weren't floods before. There's going to be fires where there weren't fires before. But humanity will adjust and will find a way to live in that new environment. It seems to me that what we should be doing is not trying to scare people, but start getting people ready to live in the environment that's likely to come about as climate change is occurring. That seems to be to, be, to, to me to be the most sensible thing for us to do. If we talk to the young people about that and start helping them organize for the future, I think you get a lot more buy-in of young people into what we're doing in the electoral process. That's just a yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. Well, a few years ago, they, they were crying, well, justifiably, when they got that draft notice, there was no joke. They were out there in full force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they, when they told you you had to put a, they said you were going to put an M16 in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> that was that many years apart. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that changed people's minds quickly. All of yeah, a sudden, right. people became pacifists, you know. <laughs> they, yeah. What's the sign to say? Score high or die? Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, beatniks became like the, uh, the the cause celebrity in the country and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah once you got to put skin in the game, it changes your mind, you know, entirely. So. Yeah, yeah, you're that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Donnie. Appreciate you, man. All right, why don't we take our, our last break, and then we'll get Rambo Jim on. Glad I haven't had a chance to talk to him in a little while. If you all stick with us, we will sit aside at a break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like home's value. Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies here in New York, who do you meet? Answer. Men and women who play high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question. So where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer. High school sports. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. The National Constitution Center serves as America's leading platform for constitutional education and debate. It is central to the center's mission to convene discussions about current constitutional issues facing our nation so that people of all ages and perspectives can learn about, debate, and celebrate the greatest vision of human freedom in history, the U.S. Constitution. For the center's live programs, constitutional news, podcasts, educational resources, and online interactive constitution, visit constitutioncenter.org. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 
50,000 watt. ESPN 1520. The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout it right now, baby. Come on, come on. Come on and shout. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo's happening now. We're on the moon now. It goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. This is more deadly. This is five per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. Well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you. Sure, I want you to I be. wanted to, uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. All right, I'm glad I got Rambo Jim on. I want I wanted Rambo to kind of work with me on this thought process. I think the last time we talked, Rambo, you asserted that uh, this whole COVID-19 thing was a, uh, a hoax. And uh, now you have out of the mouth of your favorite, you know, president that he knew that not only was it not a hoax, he knew that the disease was spread not just by people's touch, but it also was spread through the air. He also knew that it was deadly. He said it was 5% of mortality versus 1% mortality. But in actuality, it's more like 5% versus one-tenth of 1%. So it's more like 20% uh, more deadly uh, or, or 200 times more deadly. No, more, more than that, 2,000 times more deadly uh, than uh, regular flu. He also said that he deliberately played this whole thing down because he didn't want to panic the country. This is the same man that told you that there was a caravan coming to the United States of people who were thugs and, and, and rapists and, and murderers and thieves who were on their way to the United States to invade the country. He's telling you that he didn't want to create a panic. What, what was not creating a panic about what he's been doing all this time, right? Uh, what's your thoughts, Rambo? I think it, um, <laughs> it look, look, COVID-19 I know that's un- that's unfair. I, I, <laughs> no, wait. COVID nineteen has been deadly to people. I'm going to say, se- over seventy years of age with very compromised immune systems. Okay. See now, that's Rambo, Rambo, Rambo. When you say something that you think you you think it's a fact, then we need to check the facts. What you just said is not true. It is true that people over seventy do have much more risk than people who are under 50. That's true. But if you look at total infections, there are more infected people who are under the age of 70 than there are people who are over the age of 70. Not only that, young people who get infected with the virus, they are now finding these people, even who didn't have any symptoms at all, four or five months later, they find that there's damage on their kidneys, damage on their livers, people with scars on their heart. I have at least three people on my staff who are younger than 30 who got COVID-19 who have these physical outcomes of COVID-19 right now. So let's not say things as if they're true when they're not true. It's true that older people are 
more likely to get more sick than younger people are and, and die more quickly than younger people uh, will die. But that doesn't mean that this is not a deathly illness for anybody who gets it. And it's happening to a lot of people all the time. The, the, I guess my question to you, Rambo, is you've been saying that this was a hoax. This is not a hoax. This is 204,000 dead people. This is 7.1 million sick people. This is a, a viral infection that continues to infect more than 40,000 people a day every single day. How can you call that a hoax? Nathan, it's not touching the National Football League. Uh, it's, uh, the college, uh, most of your college football conferences are all coming back. And people can't. I mean, okay, there's a hum, there's part of human nature. Oh, I understand what you're saying. When you said it doesn't touch, I, I, when you said it didn't touch the National Football League, you didn't mean that they couldn't get it. You just meant that you're not seeing a outbreaks amongst those teams. Well, that's because they're doing what. The society is supposed to be doing. In other words, it's not like this thing has to happen to people. If everybody uh, adopted universal precautions, wore a, a, a face mask or wore shields, wore gloves, didn't allow themselves to be in direct human to human contact with their their coworkers. You didn't have uh, rallies in in Idaho or wherever it was, you know, South Dakota, where you got all these people sitting on top of each other, including Herman Cain, and then people coming up with the disease because you allowed this to occur. The people in the NBA, they're in a bubble. They don't allow anybody in. They don't allow anybody out. They keep it a pristine environment, and nobody gets sick. In the uh, 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 Major League Baseball, they keep a, a pristine environment around their players. They've gone for 26 days, maybe 27 days now, that they've not had a single new uh, virus in the NBA because it's proven that if you adopt universal precautions, you can protect yourself, you can protect your public from getting this. But that requires you actually doing it. You need the leadership of the White House at the top level of the country to get that done. But we haven't had that leadership. We got nothing from this White House. This White House talked about it as being a hoax, said it was going to disappear like magic, like a miracle and so on. And because of that, even though in February we only had one person who had died from this disease, we had 15 people that had been identified that had the disease. By the time we got to the middle of, of uh, March, we were getting 35,000 new infections a day. At that time period, we were getting something in the area of $2,000 or 2,000 deaths a day during that time period because we didn't have the kinds of things that you see being done by the NBA, by the Major League uh, 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 Baseball, by the NFL and so on. If that kind of leadership had been taking place in the White House across the country, we wouldn't have had any of the shutdown that we have had. We would have had not had any of the lost economy that we have had. We would not have had hardly any of the deaths uh, uh, that we have had. That's what I'm talking about. That should have been done by the president. And you can't let this man off the hook for not doing something that should have been done, could have been done, and that every single European country not only did, they're still doing. We have 20 times the rate of infection and deaths 
in this country than we have in the uh, European countries as a whole. That's because of the vapid lack of leadership by the president of this country. You got to stand up and say, and say what's true. It's it's okay for you to say I love Donald Trump because his socks smell good or whatever it is that makes you like uh, Donald Trump. It, 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 that, that that's okay, but you still have to say things that are true. What I'm saying to you is not what coming out of my mouth. This is what is actually in the public record. This is what is true. You have to admit what is true. Yeah, but Nathan, Nathan you got to understand something. You're acting like this is the end of the world. Since last March, think of all the new drugs in the pipeline to treat the disease. Uh, the world was going to come to an end because we didn't have Rambo, 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 wait, wait, Rambo. Wait, 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 no, but you can't keep rewriting history. And, I'm not and, rewriting and, But history. you're saying that I'm saying something I didn't say. I didn't say anything about this being the end of the world. What I'm saying is that for 204,000 American people, they're dead who did not have to be dead. That's the point. The world still exists. We're still here. Those 204,000 people are dead. We're still here. So that's not the, the end of the world issue is not the issue. The issue is we have 204,000 dead people that we didn't need to have. That's the issue. Mason, I've spent my entire life believing, believing one simple thing. When your time's up, your time's up. It's in God's hands. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right, Jim. I, that, that's, that's your thought. I, I find that an extraordinary attitude to have. I try to fight for the life of everybody around me. I want everybody to do well. I want everybody to live. I want everybody to have enough money to be able to last through the end of their retirement. I want everybody to have everything. <laughs> I, I just find that extraordinary, right? What what kind of attitude is that? Let me get Mark on it. Maybe he'll re he'll rescue me. Mark, help me out now. <laughs> Hey Nathan, <laughs> you gotta rescue me, man. That was that was tough to hear. <laughs> yeah, football's coming back, baseball's coming back. There's no one in the stands. Well, <laughs> they're 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 pumping in crowd noises over the TV. Well, but you know, Mark, what what Rambo was saying is people die every day. You know, so I mean, you know, we just gotta live with it. That that seems to be his attitude. The fact that the deaths were avoidable is irrelevant. You know. You know? We're, 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 he, he made us number one in two things. Number one in death due to, uh, due to uh, uh, genocide on him because he wouldn't, he wouldn't face the facts of this virus. And, we, and the other thing is we're number one in money laundering. Right. Money right. laundering. Can you imagine, Mark, if under the Obama administration you had 200,000 people die of avoidable deaths? under the Obama administration, what would be being said in this country right now? There were, how many were there for Ebola? Four? For, I don't think it was two. And they came down on him like a ton of right. bricks. Remember, remember Clinton in Benghazi? Yep. How many people died? Four? Right. Four and, people. And, and they wouldn't let that go for eight years. Right. They're, they're still investigating it someplace. Yeah. And how many are dead here? 204,000? Not a peep. Not a peep. Not a peep. I don't understand it. <laughs> and, and, and Matt just said they, they call it God's will. I adamantly disagree with that. I mean, I realize that God is in control of everything, so whatever happens is in the sphere of God's plan for everything. But that doesn't change the fact that individual people are doing things that they didn't have to do that has caused 
you know, all Nathan, of this death and mayhem in this country. Nathan, this man is a racist. Now, they, now the, the correct people are dying. Look at Herman Cain. All those white people were around him, right? Yep. No mask on, no nothing. He went there feeling safe. Who's dead? The, right, <laughs> the correct people are dying. What, Black what, and what? brown people. Well, and what's interesting is it, it's terrible. But if you see the last image of Herman Cain at that uh, South Dakota rally, you'll see he's got about 20, 25 African people around him. They're all hugged up to each other so tight you couldn't put tissue paper between them, all grinning and skinning and acting like this is the greatest thing. We're here with the president. We're we're part of the show and whatnot. Five days later, this man was in the hospital. Nine days later, this man was dead. Yeah. yeah, you know, and you know, they, they're making a big thing about finding these eight ballots. Yep. You know, those eight ballots, they're the same as the hurricane map. Remember the hurricane map? Oh, right. When he was, he, where he added, the, he, he added where, where the hurricane was, was supposed to go. To right. Yep. You, you know, these are planted. Of course. These are planted. And so then they, this is a, a an area that is controlled by the Republicans. They, they control have an issue right, now. Right. They have something to cry about. Yep. It's the same as the hurricane map. This guy and Nathan, hysterectomies in these concentration camps. And then it's the same thing, you know, with uh the, the Portland, Oregon protests. You know that this is the conservatives. They are, are, are these these militia type people. They're injecting themselves into the protests, and they're the ones who are causing all of the the the, the breaking of things and 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 uh, 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 conflict. You yeah, know between it's, it's people. Hit and run vandalism. And exactly. And then and then uh, the the. Uh, the, the protesters are behind them, and then the protesters walk into where the vandalism is. Right. And then they then they put the camera on the protesters right. and, and the vandalism exactly. at the same time, exactly. and they conflate it. Exactly. And then Trump uses that as a justification to send in the National Guard and the U.S. Marshals or whoever it is that he has control over. And, and what what about this woman that, that just came off of uh, his, his, uh, his, his, his virus board? She says he doesn't like to... He 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 said he he doesn't have to shake hands with the scum. Right. These are his supporters. Right. And and they don't seem to object. You know they they say oh he didn't say that. Why would she say it? She's a lifelong Republican. We like being scum. <laughs> yeah. And and Nathan, what about this? These they're doing hysterectomies and medical procedures right. on women in these concentration camps. Right. This is Mangala Nazi stuff. Right. This was in Georgia. And they are literally just picking out women saying, we're going to make you unable to have a child. We're going to make you unable to have a child. You know, and so on. This is how they're going to defeat uh, the growth of immigration in this country. They're going to they're going to uh, uh, castrate, you know, just about everybody they can get their hands on. That seems to be uh, what the M.O. was of this person, this doctor in Georgia. Oh my God! What what do, what do we come to, Nathan? He cares more about one Supreme Court justice than two hundred and four thousand dead people. His legacy is American genocide. Right. Okay, minority rule. You like it? This yeah. is political war. That's people. right. Vote or die. That's, That's exactly right. See, and then people are going to get all hung up with this Amy uh, Comey uh, uh, Barrett. 
Because she's a nice-looking lady. You know, she and smiles she's got nice. seven children. You know, she's got how many kids? Seven. Got seven kids. You know, she doesn't believe in abortion. She's proved it by the number of kids, you know, that she has had and so on. So they're going to get all hung up with that sort of stuff and miss the fact that she's also okay with Donald Trump usurping the rights of the legislature of the country to be able to oversee the executive branch of the country. She's also going to be okay with children being separated from their parents uh, at the border by the Trump administration. She's also going to be okay with Donald Trump taking money away from Health and Human Services to provide personal protection equipment uh, and respirators and so on of uh, four people in this country affected by COVID-19 and take that money and use it to buy more military uniforms and grenades and, 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 and ammo. And I don't know if you know about that. okay with 204,000 dead. Right. Because they're, they're right. not talking about right. it. Right. See, and then she's going to come across. I heard somebody in the radio today say, oh, she, you know, this, I know a friend of hers, and he says that she is just the most lovable person. She's so wonderful. Everybody just loves her, loves her, loves her. I heard him on NPR yesterday. Oh, the Democrats better be careful because uh, uh, if they they say anything bad about her, it'll be, it'll come back on them. And the Democrats should not get sucked into, to, to the, you know, trying the media to cre- castrating them. Right. So what the Democrats need to do is just say, well, I understand all of what you're saying, but I- I'm not going to vote for you because I think it's inappropriate. Uh, the woman that you're replacing was a strident advocate for the-, the rights of human beings, the equality of men and women and ensuring that women had uh, equal rights. In fact, the reason follow why your own rule is too close to the election. Exactly. Exactly. And follow her right. dead her deathbed right. wish. Right. She wants the next president to right. to to put the uh, Supreme Court justice on the court. Right. The Democrats should just talk like that and just keep saying that over and over and over again. Don't allow yourself to get drawn into trying to make her seem like she's an evil monster. Don't even bother to do that. Nathan, the worst the worst thing than a liar is a liar and a hypocrite. Yep. Yep, and uh, this and we is got, just, and the Republican Party is completely filled with both. Yep, I mean, there's just no. Well, we we talked about that. There's Every no time honor. I see that Lindsey Graham, it makes me puke. <laughs> Lindsey, they got him on tape. Lin, Lindsey said that you know you can write this down, you can you can replay this Use tape. The tape, yeah. He says, you Man, know, no shame. Baby. He says, Man, what, what a time for John McCain and and and, 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 oh, man. and Ginsburg to, 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 to leave pass us. away. Yep. And in in uh, in uh, what's his name too, Lewis. Yep. Man, we're John, we're John all, Lewis, all, right. all our all our lions are dying. Yep. So we got to create new lions. That's yeah. the only way we're going to be able to make it out of this thing. All right, right Nathan, keep the faith. Baby. All right, thank you, Mark. I appreciate you, man. And I thank all of you out there for listening to us. Hopefully we've learned something and as that we shared during the course of this program. This is very serious stuff. If you don't do anything else, go out and make sure you get counted for the U.S. Census. I understand it's a, it's a Supreme, uh, I think it was Supreme Court, has allowed the census counts immuneration to continue to go on to the end of October. Use this opportunity. Our county only has about 56% of its households counted so far. We need to get that up to somewhere around 80, 85% to ensure that we have a good, a, a good, a, a good count. Thank you so much. Look forward to talking to you all next week here at Think Again. You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.